At 1 p.m. HST, I know where I will be. Ukulele Underground Podcast for you and me. Aldrin and Erin and Kahai. And maybe Magic Mike or a guest on the fly. Ukulele Underground Podcast. Now here's the guys. It's me. <laughs> uh, that's how Aldrin starts it, right? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> It's a me. It's a me. You wanna say who's gonna be on the podcast? I guess. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, Aldrin is here. He's uh, he's he's uh, zooming in. Uh, I yeah. Hi, coming via satellite from uh, from Lihue, Kauai. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ukulele on the Ground podcast. Uh, the, yeah, the, the, the guy, here's the guys. So my name is Aldrin Guerrero. I am your host for this podcast. <laughs> and also joining me, Mr. Aaron, the face, the included, the man, the voice, Nakamura. Say what's up, Aaron. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, see, he's he's there now. See, so people can see, you know, Aaron. Usually, when people people see Aaron, it's just for like one song or something, you know, like every every now and then. But now he's 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 here, so it's go go take a good look at him, enjoy it because it'll be gone by like next week or something, or by like the end of the show. So just just take it all in, drink it in, man. Should I? <laughs> and have, also, uh, we have Kahai. We re- huh? uh, should what? we re-upload the podcast where we like blur Aaron? <laughs> 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 maybe it's just this just for the live audience the people watching live yeah. as the only people that can see him i don't know maybe you should you should get one of those filters where he becomes like that cartoon face or like a dog you know like that oh, dog face yeah. <laughs> i was thinking like uh it's like you know hiding your you gotta hide the person's identity so it's like every time he speaks yeah. his voice gets super low <laughs> <laughs> yeah well today uh, also we have kahai the legend Ferguson. say what's up kahai hey what's up so uh, yeah, I'm I'm coming via satellites, via via Zoom, via interwebs. It's because uh, I am I have to fulfill my p- paternal duties because it is my my daughter's fifth birthday today. So <laughs> I was uh, setting up a bunch of uh, a bunch of stuff. I was on many ladders today. Let's just let's just say I don't know. It's a girls' party and they like decorations. You know, not saying that 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 boys don't and stuff, but I just feel like you know it's just extra sparkly with with, with you know with with five year old girls. <laughs> I was kind of trying to roll the dice on my second child being a boy, so I don't have to like decorate so much <laughs> during birthday parties. But I got another girl, so I'm like, God, ah, now I'm gonna do this twice a year, you know. But today is a very special day, everyone. Joining me today, or joining us today, is Mr. Matthew Dahlberg. Say what's up, Matt? <laughs> Okay. Is that your full name, Matthew? I just, I just guessed. It is actually. It okay. Is Matthew, so you're good. Yeah. We're, we're legal now. Yeah. So Matt Dahlberg in the house, and you know, like we have Matt here. It's always, it's always a pleasure getting to talk to you, getting to see you, getting to play music with you, or just, or sharing whatever, even internet space with you. Is it's, it's, it's an honor. Very, very stoked that you're here. You're also a, a dad, so I, I know how much how expensive time is so we we appreciate you being here and spending some time with us but yeah i'm a round oh, of boss so Matt for having me. i will say though that uh branded you know marvel decorations for boys parties uh it adds up quick in price oh. so I, i'm not saying it's more but there's a lot of spider-man plates that go around and... <laughs> right now did you sign up a spider-man party 
He did. He had a Spider-Man party. Yeah. Okay, cool. Did you keep all that stuff? Because I'd like to use that for my party. Uh, <laughs> His personal birthday. So the, the other the side of my party. The other side effect of having a boy is there's nothing to save after you do whatever mm. it is you're doing. Uh, it is destroyed. Uh, That's true. Completely. <laughs> Can't you right, uh, get around right that on. by by doing like uh, uh like the you know a little uh, like Spooderman instead of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the off-brand. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they know. They oh, I don't know how uh, they know uh, when it's a knockoff, but it's the whole, you know, we don't even get Spider-Man. We have Spider-Man at home. He knows there's no Spider-Man at home. <laughs> Spider with a Y. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right on. Yeah, so Matt is here uh, to, to talk about our newest release with Matt and also just to talk story because Matt is yeah. is, is a cool dude. You know, he's uh, here on the Ukulele on the Ground podcast. We talk anything and everything about Ukulele and sometimes not even Ukulele, sometimes just being a being a dad, you know, sometimes is what we talk about, <laughs> what we talk about here. And um, yeah, so, you know, Matt came, Matt flew down in what, was that August? It was when we did the, uh, the the concert. So Matt flew down in August. We had him as a guest for our Ukulele on the Ground concert. And uh, and we filmed a very, very awesome series with him. You want to you wanna kickstart this by, by telling us about the series that you just filmed? Sure, yeah. No, it's, it's, I think, the coolest thing I've ever, like, made and got to make because of the face right there and all of you guys like the <laughs> editing that uh was taking place in this course is amazing but essentially i started talking to you guys a few months ago because i was planning a trip uh to hawaii and the, the plan was i'd reach out to a few places and if people wanted to collaborate i'd make a work trip of it because woe is me and i have to go to hawaii for work um and uh you guys were like yeah let's do something and i was like okay what do you want to do and all, all of you were like whatever you want and uh which is cool but also like okay what do i do right and so i just thought what what's the number one thing i get asked to do in private lessons and videos and all that and everybody always wants to do that chord melody style and then they always want to know how they can make their own chord melody arrangements and how they can take a song that they know and love and make an arrangement of it that's theirs and can you know reflect them musically and what they want to be doing and so um, that was what the idea stemmed from and so we made a how to unlock chord melody course um, and essentially I just take you through the process of arranging in the way that I do it and everybody arranges differently and that's I think would be a fun thing to talk about is differences of arranging techniques and things like that but this particular methodology is designed to be very foolproof you know it's designed to allow you to see how you can take a piece of music sheet music and use this sort of Rosetta Stone system to map it on the ukulele and then provide opportunities for how to add the chords in and then create fills, whether it's finger picking or strumming with these, you know, sort of like take this, plug it in here and now you're arranging. And the design there isn't to be the end all, right? It's just designed to kickstart it, to allow you to start to have enough tools in your belt to start creating something that's that's yours and so there's a big workbook with it we've got four different songs that we work on arranging the videos take you through arranging amazing grace uh by mapping out the melody the the chord melody then finger picking fills and strumming fills and then we also have tunes like five foot two house of the rising sun and waltzing matilda on there and so it's just this really congealed comprehensive like chord melody 101 on how to create your own you know type of course and it was so much fun putting together and it looks incredible i could never make something that looks that pretty uh only ukulele underground can do that so yeah i'm pretty stoked on it yeah i saw it actually and the, the thing is you know like after 
after we film something, I never really get to see what it looks like until Aaron is done with it. And and I saw the preview on Instagram and I'm just like, whoa, oh my God, we got music. We got like actual music notation on ukulele on the ground and it's going. And while Matt is playing, the music is going. I was just tripping out. You know what I mean? Like I, I am surprised and, and uh, it's really, really, really wonderful. I, I think everyone should check it out because really like that's that's kind of, you know, like the goal for most people, right? Like if you don't sing with the ukulele, you want your ukulele to sing instead. And by doing chord melodies, that's exactly what you're doing. You're allowing your ukulele to sing, you know, like and not just playing just the just the melody part, but the chords behind it that makes it sound rich, that makes it sound full. I love that stuff. And and I think, you know, I, I was there when, when, you know, when you filmed it, mm -hmm. I thought I thought it's a great concept. And what's cool about this is actually it's an ever expanding kind of, you know, yes. uh, kind of thing that you can learn. So it's not just you learn it and then you learn the four songs or whatever and then you're done no you can take the stuff that you're teaching them and you can they can plug it into what that rosetta stone you're talking about they can you know they can use that on whatever song that they want to do so if, if that's if that's something that that take you know that makes you guys go hey like i, I want to learn that you should definitely check it out because it's 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 definitely worth it yeah and what's fun about that chord melody style is um people don't realize how difficult it is at first a lot of mm. times so it becomes mm. very frustrating right it, mm. it you're juggling you're literally playing the the chords and the melody you're you're you're, you're juggling the pieces and yeah, yeah. Uh, i love the juggling analogy because if you have to take mm. one ball and throw it up in the air and catch it and you take yeah. another ball and you throw it up in the air and catch it it's not mm. that hard right you know mm, right, it's right. Like, no problem and then you you, ch uh, you try to do two balls in one hand and i think it's more <laughs> than twice as hard to to you know have two balls yeah uh, so when you're working with this it's really important to get comfortable with knowing how to juggle all these different aspects mm -hmm. and this course right. kind of breaks it down in a way where you can see okay here's the melody here's that first layer or that first thing to start juggling with and then kind of go from there and uh it it, it expands and mm -hmm. for people that do sing but want to level up their ukulele playing maybe they want to start playing more solos um with mm. within their arrangements and things mm. like that this is a great way to learn that too because great solos are just great melodies essentially and the right, best way right. to learn how to solo is to start learning melodies to songs and what better way to do that than than this and so yeah it's it's a uh, it's fun and it's the style that i gravitated mm -hmm. towards ukulele underground from the get-go from you know all mm -hmm. the way back in 2000 late 2008 early 2009 i think Ooh. i discovered you guys and oh, we, we, bought we, this gotta, hat. we don't gotta uh, date stuff man yeah, oh, <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta you know like reveal how old we are that's uh, <laughs> no i'm proud of that i'm proud that we were here from 2008 when matt was still looking up how to play ukulele on google <laughs> absolutely i had like a reoccurring search and then you guys popped up one day and it was like yeah what no way this exists and <laughs> what he can play now <laughs> look at him he's so tiny and that that instrument is so tiny look what he's, he's doing playing with that zelda thing. music i want to play zelda music i know like i'm at least three feet taller than that guy so i'll play three feet better you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no yo it's been it's been so long and uh and it's really really wonderful to see like the musician and the teacher and the person and the father that you've become so we're super proud of you man hey thanks and thanks for choosing us in the beginning and we're we're stoked to, to see where you where you're at right now oh yeah thank you and you know <laughs> thank you for all of the different opportunities with it and anyone mm -hmm. watching this you know yeah. it's it's amazing that this has evolved in this way and, mm -hmm. and progressed in this way and <laughs> i did not think the first time i lost you know made an account on ukulele underground mm. there it was not like typing in the username i'm gonna do this for a living <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that didn't cross yeah, the it's such a unique unique uh, username also what was your username on ukulele yeah, underground? the jumping flea 
Whoa, where'd you come up with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because uh, in like video, playing video games with friends right. or whatever, you know, they'd be right. like, oh, that's such a cool, unique username. And then yeah. you go on ukulele forum, it's like, you were just the first to type it in, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. Because <laughs> yes. yes, Matt was taken, Matt the username, you're like, oh, what else? <laughs> what else do I have? But is it, yeah, it's kind of like, like your, huh? your Instagram, right? Is it? I think yeah, I think it, it I think it's linked to a couple things, but uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, I think if you go That's to YouTube.com/slash/thejumpingflea, it still mm-hmm. links to that. Still there. You know, to my channel. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. That's that's primo, man. Like that's you know, people pay big money for that kind of. That's that, that's that like ukulele oversold types. <laughs> Unless you're into Shaman <laughs> King and an obscure like anime from the from the <laughs> early two thousands, I don't think anyone would care about that username. <laughs> it was because like Matt first typed in ukulele oversold. Ah, oh, it's taken. Okay, I guess I'll go with Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the next best one. Yeah, he's my he's a ukulele fellow Spider-Man. Shaman King fan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so let's um <clears throat> let's talk about like how this this uh the series kind of evolved like you said you were you know a lot of people ask you about like how do i do this and stuff like so is this something that just came about or is this something that evolved throughout the years of how you've been teaching and you kind of just compacted it to uh, to a nice little series yeah that, that's a, a great question um and it was kind of a surreal process and actually filming it and kind of creating it because um I, you know as, as you guys know but some of the people watching might not i've actually been a private teacher for most of the time i've been doing ukulele that's been the the thing i've done the most um and so i've been teaching private lessons now for over 10 years um and uh full time for 10 years now and so um, the number one thing people want is to learn how to make their own chord melody. They see players like Aldrine and Jake and others do these amazing covers of songs and then they want to learn them and then they want to learn how they can make them too, right? And so mm-hmm. um, early on in lessons when I was trying to teach people to arrange, it was rough, um, not because of the students, but because I, it's like, well, how do I teach this? How do I do this? What do I mm-hmm. do? And it was a, you know, a slog in the beginning for me to try to learn these concepts and me to understand how all of these things can interact. But I've been doing it now for well over a decade. So when, when this idea kind of came out, I never, I never put it all together in one thing before. I just put it together in smaller sections for individuals, for different students. And so mm-hmm. I, it came really naturally and easily just because of that experience of teaching it thousands of times to different people over the years. And uh, I remember when I was flying over, I was uh, kind of creating final outline stuff, you know, just like planning out the course because I'm a procrastinator and I work best when the pressure's on. Uh, but there, there wasn't a lot for me to do. I took, I, I made like an outline and I was like, I should write down more notes here. But as I start writing, I was just like, I, I just, I know this, like this isn't, I'm, I'm just gonna have this kind of rough outline and then, when we started filming, it was just, it was like a lesson. And I, just because I'd taught it so many different times before, it, I think it, it feels like a private lesson for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if I scripted it, it probably would have been a lot worse because I would have been like, you know, um, all right, uh, we did that, uh, <clears throat> Uh, you know, a, a lot yeah. of that sort Hold of your uke on your left hand. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so, and then, so what I tried to do as I was teaching is I tried to, you know, imagine that somebody had a sheet in front of them to kind of work through and, and things right. like that and tried to articulate what they'd be seeing. 
and then like my dreams came to life with the editing that would take took place with this because i say these things and now on the screen they appear and they do the things that i'm saying and <laughs> that's what made it i think the coolest mm -hmm. thing i've been a part of so as far as how it came about um the the most preordained stuff was just finding good songs that gave good examples and also were public domain songs so we don't mm. run into any licensing problems or anything and um and then from there it's just um you know i was just imagining the other side of the camera is you watching the the chorus and trying to learn chord melody just like i tried to learn it when i was first discovering ukulele underground and everything right on man and like you know that that type of uh of experiences in the past 10 years that's kind of what caused you to like you know i got this yeah i don't, I don't need to you know and um and i love it i love that you've you know you've had all these experiences and kind of know like what works and what doesn't work and what you should say and what you shouldn't say and uh because there's there's definitely a lot you know like with, with music it's it's such a you know it's so tricky and everyone wants like different things mm -hmm. that and, and i'm glad that you kind of you know you've got your own way of, of presenting things and people can understand and of course you know with like like you mentioned aaron's editing on this one is just unparalleled it's just it's something else like he just it's so completely good. evolves every single time like there he is look look at that guy it's so good it's, it's so, so good, good. Well, I, seriously I it's so good that, like the, the filming for the course like we were a little nervous because we flew from Kauai to oahu to meet matt yeah. on oahu and it yeah. was in a space that we had never really filmed before so uh so we wanted to get there early, set up, and make sure that you know everything mm -hmm. was was set, yeah. and then you know mm -hmm. Matt could make as many mistakes as he needed to in our, <laughs> with the time that we had. But it went so quickly that we were like, yeah. we had allotted the entire day for this, and he yeah. like banged it out. Like you know, we we had lunch and we were pretty much done. And right, so, you're done. So yeah, by, so by like if you're if you get the course and you're watching it and you're mm -hmm. thinking like, oh man, Matt like really reads from a teleprompter really well. It's like there's no teleprompter <laughs> no, there. No, he, he was just like he was just doing it. It was amazing, and I don't know. It just like it everything flowed. We we got everything mm -hmm. that we needed shot, and then after yeah. that it was just editing. But yeah, it was um. It was a pretty seamless process. Plus, Matt has worked with us before. You know, we've done mm -hmm. the uh, strumming course with Matt, Matt, yeah. Matt before. It's on his his uh, website if you want. You still mm -hmm. want to see it? It is. But um, yeah. But yeah. So he kind of had an idea of how we film, and so it was like, yeah, easy, super easy filming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I was there, and I mean, I. I was there for the for the concert and mainly for moral support because I knew that Matt didn't didn't need my help or anything like that with like filming wise and stuff. So I like I saw like the first part and I'm like, now nah, Matt's got this. So like I went downstairs because we were at Windward Mall, right? <clears throat> and I'm like, okay, well I've been I've been into if you guys follow me on Instagram, I've been like into uh, Dance Dance Revolution again, like you know, and just to kind of work <laughs> out and whatever. And and, uh, and I had like I was downstairs at a Fun Factory. Or whatever that that arcade was, and and I remember giving the guy like here's twenty bucks for like you know for for coins because I'm I'm gonna be here a while or whatever. And then I get a text from Aaron like oh we're almost done. I'm like dude I only danced like like two sets like what and that's like maybe three four dollars or something. I have like seventeen dollars left to dance. I, I need dance. to dance, Aaron. I just want to dance. Okay, I just want to dance. All right, God, Matt, why are you so good at your job, man? <laughs> If I knew this, I would have. I would have. 
I would have done this things very differently uh, because yeah. no, no one yeah. should be denied to dance. I know. Just let me dance, Matt. Jeez. I had no idea. <laughs> just let me dance, man. Oh man. And then we took you on. to the to the most. Huh? You're gonna be like Is in a guy? factory, and sparks are gonna fly, and you're gonna be on a chair. And like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, just need to dance this out. So so angry. <laughs> yeah. Th and then we took you to like pretty much the most local place that we could think of, because you're like, I want to get something that I can't get in in Washington. And where where did we take you, Matt? With zippies. Zippies, and you were the tallest guy in Zippies, I think. I'm pretty sure I was the tallest guy on Oahu. Uh, but, but, <laughs> and it's even better, like when when me and Aaron are, are like you know walking next to you and stuff. It's like, yeah, this yeah. guy is super tall. Kaimana came, and Kaimana's not like a short guy, and and you were still taller than Kaimana, I think. Yeah, he he. he, he I was shocked though. I mean, I I, I you know. I, the the spine straightened a little bit. I've got terrible <laughs> posture because I'm just trying to. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I think Kaimana blended in. It's the tattoos, you know, Kaimana blended in in there. But you, I think you're missing well, a, a few pronunciation a few... of Musubi. Musubi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll let it go. We'll let it go. We'll let it go. We we'll just we we'll just keep going in this podcast. <laughs> You had two tries. It's it's I, okay. I think I was, I was closer than it was before. It, you know, it used to yeah. be like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but it was it was fun and it was super fun hanging out with you. And um, and what was what was cool about it too is because we um we we did a concert right at, right after that. I you know the concert was I I felt like you know for for me like is that was the cruise part of of the uh, you know of, of the day where we just kind of like oh we're just we're just playing music you know i've, I've played with matt before played with others before and stuff like he knows the songs i know the song it's gonna be super easy but you seem super nervous why oh why yeah is, why why, why yeah. was that <laughs> why was that so, so but to to uh yeah i mean absolutely anytime i have mm. to perform i'm mm -hmm. wicked nervous but at, like at the same time <laughs> the teaching part was there, there is no anxiety with, um, you know, and and it's funny. So I've done a lot of ukulele festivals, um, and mm. it's funny how there there tends to be um, a, a common thing that happens with the, the performers at the festival. Um, not all of them are like this, but you know, it's it's more often than not. The night of the performance, everyone's like jacked. Everyone's so excited and like in their element. All you know, they're, they're just stoked, and then. From there, it goes to the, you know, the workshop day and everyone's a little bit more, you know, it's like, we got the workshops to do today. I don't yeah. talk to me. Like, <laughs> I, I got to make sure I do this right. And I, uh, I'm the opposite. The, the night of the concert, I'm like fetal position in the green room. Like, okay, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. And the workshop day, it's like, yes, let's go. And, and so I just, I, my enjoyment with the ukulele comes from helping other people do things that they don't feel like they can do and that's what mm. the most fun part about teaching is is when people realize they're capable of something that they didn't realize they were capable of and performing you know i, I don't get to have that same you can do this too type of uh experience <laughs> it's more like you know look at what i can do and uh, that's not fair to performers to say that but that's how like it manifests in me or something and so <laughs> should you like yeah. make a recording for yourself going like That'd you can better. do this match Let's and just like that. listen to it like on yeah. your uh <laughs> on your headphones and before you get up oh, <laughs> over and over actually it's a video of aldrin uh praising me i've got a collection of every compliment aldrin's ever given me saved to the phone aldrin okay so it's gonna be okay 
this is actually one of the one of the most common questions that we get and stuff like a lot of people want to get into performing it's it's either like an open mic or some kind of performance and stuff and they get the jitters like yeah. what is your advice to people who who have the jitters like before yeah. going up on stage that's a wonderful question and um the the answer is uh well the, a question sometimes people ask is like how do you you know get over stage fright or how do you beat stage fright or you know how do you not have that feeling anymore and the unfortunate reality is you're you're never not going to have that feeling and that's okay the best way to actually get over stage fright isn't to get over it but to rather get used to it and to kind of embrace that hey i'm gonna feel this way and the more I feel this way, the more common I, you know, the more commonly I feel this way, the more I'm going to get used to feeling this way. Um, there's actually a composer named Eric Whitaker, who uh, is kind of a famous like modern day composer, and he suffers from stage fright. And somebody asked him, you know, how, how did you beat your stage fright? And he said, I didn't beat it. I just got, you know, really comfortable being in a state of utter terror. And I, I really <laughs> like that because that state of utter terror doesn't really go away. It's just mm -hmm. you get kind of used to that feeling. And so um, for anybody that's struggling with nerves, whether it's playing for other people or they want to do an open mic or maybe it's like recording videos of yourself, whatever it might be, the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll get with how you feel doing it. It's not necessarily that you'll be more comfortable with the act of doing it but it's more you get comfortable with how it actually works i know it sounds kind of weird but it's mm -hmm. it's really true and it's kind of like anxiety in general you know if you're somebody who struggles with anxiety and you hyper focus on what is causing my anxiety it just makes it all worse just acknowledging hey i'm anxious today i have anxiety today that's okay it makes it a little bit easier to go about the day knowing that it's mm -hmm. it's just there with you and that that's okay that day Great advice, man. I mean, you can you can pretty much just clip that and just play that for yourself, right? Like when you're about oh. to go to a performance, right? <laughs> <laughs> you should have just said, "Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm anxious today, and that's okay, Matt." You know, like just you should have said that and, and tagged it, and then just play it for there yourself there. as you get ready for show. There, there, Matt. <laughs> I also read double shot of tequila. That works too. Uh, but the Whoa. problem is, you don't. It's a family good. show, Matt. No, no. <laughs> that's not. It's not. This is a family show, Matt. You gotta make that a triple shot I read or at the least chat. a quadruple shot. <laughs> yeah. Blame, blame Yoda Sapien. Yeah. That's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, no, double double shot of double shot of anything. I think it, they call it liquid courage is what they call it, you know? <laughs> What's in that I cup, swear man? it's water. I swear. <laughs> What's in that cup? So we're talking, how big is your cup? <laughs> I'm very anxious today. <laughs> All right. So speaking of, you know, speaking of questions, um, we actually, we, we get, we get questions. This is what the show is supposed to be. We get questions. We answer them as best as we can. Well, I try to answer as best as I can. And then I go to my two colleagues and they give me their, uh, their best two cents about it. And we come up with the best six cent answer. So how about we make the best eight cents for, for, uh, for the seven, next question? Seven. Seven. <laughs> You're selling yourself <laughs> short, man. <laughs> You're worth at least two pennies. <laughs> so. Here we go. Um, do we have questions uh, that was given or that was sent in before the show? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do a uh, pretty, pretty easy one first. Um, okay. Ryan C. Said, There's a lot. Uh, what's that? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot so, for, uh, for Matt. <laughs> so Ryan C. said, radius fretboards, are they better? And what do you prefer? I've got what I thought was my dream forever. You uh, Kanilea K1 cedar top. 
but now I'm reading about radius fretboards and how they make your playing better. I've never played one. Can I just forget about it? Yeah, Matt. You want me to go first on it? I mean, uh, you know. <laughs> So my let, let, let's just go our, our normal route. I'll see what I wait, have to wait, say. What, what is a what around. is a radius fretboard? First yeah. of all, a radius fretboard is is a little bit curved. So this is pretty much like a flat for eye. Uh, can't really see. It. There's no I might have angles and stuff. But for the most part, your um you know your fretboard is is relatively flat. Okay, so when when you're playing your ukulele, it you know it feels like like a flat surface that you're placing your fingers on. A radius fretboard is a little bit uh, is a little curved. There's a little radius on it so that it feels a little bit more comfortable and kind of like goes with the uh, shape of your hands. And uh, and so when you're playing it, it it you know it feels a lot more a lot more natural and comfortable. There it is. There is a radius mm -hmm. fretboard. See on the saddle. Yeah. How it is uh, not it is. completely flat. It's kind of hard to mm -hmm. tell from just the headstock, but you can kind of see mm -hmm. how it yeah. bends a bit yes. with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Connie Leah has a video on it, and in their video, they like zoom in on the fretboard so you can really see it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, with a <clears throat> so with that said, like there's nothing wrong with flat, you know, like a, with, with with a flat fretboard or you know or or any kind of big advantages to a radius fretboard. I feel like you know you can you can be good, you can sound good uh, with with either or with either one you know one of the fretboards that you choose. So it's not like you have this dream ukulele. You know you've been dreaming it your whole life, and then that dream changes. Sometimes dreams change, but you know what? Like uh, when when you were dreaming it at the time, that's what your ukulele you know your dream ukulele looked like, and um, and nothing's gonna take that away. I think the you know the ukulele that you got still works still plays still sounds beautifully i'm sure and and um and i'm sure you sound good with it so uh it just gives you another excuse to get another ukulele that's that's really all it is yeah <laughs> like if you're like oh well this is not radius you know you can uh you can tell your bank account that you can uh, i i i call my bank account my wife so that's you know like so when i want to tell my wife that <laughs> hey i don't have an ukulele with a radius fretboard just like oh do you need one of those i'm like yeah i'm the professional you should listen to me when i say <laughs> i <laughs> no but you know what i mean like it's um, every single, you know, like there's always going to be something like things are going to evolve and there's going to be something that's going to come up. So if, you know, if, if you're always like, man, uh, if, if you get that kind of, um, like FOMO fear of missing out on like, ah, oh, well, you know, I don't have this, like, I'm not going to sound as good or I'm not going to play as good. You're still going to play great. You're still going to sound great. Don't need the FOMO and stuff, but you know what? If you can always get one, you can always get one with it. Yeah. Matt, go ahead. So the, the thing I'll start with with it um, is has to do with skateboarding. I promise this makes sense. <laughs> um, in skateboarding, there's this thing that we call the madness, which is mm -hmm. like I am go out for a session and it's like my kickflips aren't right. Okay, uh, I'm skating my 8.5 board with my 149 trucks, my 14.25 <laughs> wheelbase, 42, you know, or my 52 millimeter wheels with a 98A durometer. You know, I think that the durometer is probably too hard right now and that's why my kickflips are off. And you start changing out everything about your setup <laughs> thinking the reason i'm not doing great today is because of xyz pdq and that's the madness is and and sometimes there are valid things where it's like hey making this change to your setup will you know actually give you dividends for, for progress but most of the time it's just it's a way to sort of focus our energy into what we might be lacking and i'm very good at this with skateboarding in terms of like <laughs> no i gotta have a board that's this big for that trick and this for that 
<laughs> it's it's just it's practicing kind of with what you have getting used to it and making those decisions so i think it's a little bit of madness stuff with uh, radius versus not um nutwit sometimes can make a difference with this and you know all these different things but strings right um they do make a difference though at the end of the day and mm -hmm. you know aldrin and i are going to be much more comfortable playing ukuleles with like nylon strings rather than thin you know fluorocarbon strings that are low tension you know, <laughs> that will make a difference for us um, when it comes to a radius fretboard i do think especially for beginner players it does make it easier to play a bar chord um, however I also prefer to not have a radius fretboard myself because I don't like the strings being uneven. Um, so that that sort of cupping motion that can happen with the finger is because things are, you know, a little bit circular. But that also means that your G and your A strings sit lower than your C and your E strings, meaning these two strings here are going to be a little bit more recessed while these two are a little bit more up to kind of fit that radius. And when I'm doing things that are strumming a lot of stuff and I'm, you know, doing whatever it might be, my balance on a radius fretboard gets a little bit thrown off because now as I'm flicking the strings, I'm actually going to not be completely even over the four strings like this because now I don't have an even surface that I'm playing off of. So if I want to like dig in a little bit deeper, my E string pops out a little bit more and it just throws off everything. So having a perfectly flat surface to play here gives me a much more even surface to practice off of. And that just makes the whole process easier for me to have that control. And when I play a radius fretboard, I feel a little bit more off. Now, this is another form of madness. Does it make that big of a difference for me to have a radius versus not, you know, with this? This is such a small thing. But, you know, that's why I don't prefer the radius. Um, now, have I played ukuleles with radius fretboards that I love? Absolutely. The Mayamoe I just played, I've had for a long time. I love that ukulele. It's got a radius fretboard and somehow I don't mind when I'm playing that, right? So the madness is kind of what you come back to. But if you're thinking, oh, it's easier to bar, therefore it's just better in every way. I think there's also the, the concept of the strings being at different heights can affect your your strumming and your you know your feel on the string so um yeah but i don't have much to say on them otherwise uh. yeah see that's the best two cents ever spent everybody there you go that's how maddie d does it that's how maddie d answers a question all right aaron kahai your two cents you got to be better than that now <laughs> well i i actually um i answered his question via email but um yeah, yeah I, I basically just told him that um, it it does feel better. Like I've tried ukuleles with radius fretboards; they do feel better. Like especially when you're barring. But would it really make a difference? Like maybe if you're playing a two-hour two-hour gig with a lot of bars, then mm. maybe it would you you would feel less hand fatigue. But other than that, probably not. And then there are some downsides to consider, or or just like um, things that you have to consider with a radius fretboard. Um, usually they cost a little bit more to have um, made. More custom ukuleles have radius fretboard, so you would have to pay extra sometimes for a radius fretboard. Um, also, if anything goes wrong with your fretboard, like your frets or anything breaks on your fretboard, not a lot of like general purpose repair shops are re like, you know, av available to fix radius fretboards for ukuleles specifically. So that's one thing that you got to consider. You might have to send it back to the manufacturer 
in order to get it repaired if anything happens. And then also, if you use a capo, not all capos are, you know, can, can handle a radius ukulele. So you might have to get a capo that is specifically adapted for a radius fretboard ukulele. And the only one that I can really think of that has that is uh, Talia, Talia capos. And they have like a, an insert that you can use for ukuleles for radius fretboards, but they're kind of expensive capos. So like, you know, just things that you got to consider. Um, yeah, basically, basically those things there. There's like a small upside to it and then there's potential downsides to it. So you, yeah, just gotta consider those things when you're, when you're going into it. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron Nakamura, <laughs> see? Spending our money correctly, Kahai. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, like, because every uh, other week or every few weeks, we might have, like, somebody coming in with a question with, like, have you guys heard of this thing called a radius fretboard? Should I get one? Or, like, oh, my fingers are too small for this ukulele. Should I get a concert instead or a tenor? And it's, like, it's it's fine to investigate those things. But I think we always come back to like, if you have a shop close to you, try and go and play an instrument with those features first. And don't just buy it because you see it online. Because like, I think the thing too, like Matt said, right? Like it's the madness and everything where I think people who have these instruments, they might post videos where they're like, guys, I just got a radius fretboard and it makes all the difference, right? And it's almost like they, have the madness initially and that like <laughs> first getting it right is like oh my gosh this is such a game changer i need to tell everybody right mm -hmm. and the things that like aaron listed is like things that you wouldn't see until you have the ukulele for like at least several months right or like you, it's things you would find out later and you can't like sit in a music shop and try out an ukulele for several months before buying it but you can at least get a general idea I think that's better than just like buying one without trying it at all. And then it comes to you and you're like, oh, it's not as good as I thought it would be, right? Or it's not making all the difference that I thought it would be. Because at the end of the day, really, like your technique is going to make the biggest difference for whether you can or can't play something. Like, so that's, that, that's kind of the thing is that uh, I think online we see like, Everybody wants to post what they're excited about, the new thing that they found out about. So it's like, it's fine to like get excited too, but I think just don't, you know, jump head first into it. It's good. Like, I, I'm actually glad that people come to us with these kinds of questions because I'd feel kind of bad if somebody was like, I heard about this first, so I got this first, right? I think that's kind of what we feel like when people are like, I got a baritone because the guitar shop told me to get a baritone. <laughs> it's like, oh, shoot, like, Okay, if you're happy with it, that's fine. We're glad for you. But uh, yeah, we could have given you advice before you kind of just jump straight head into it first, right? Yeah. And the best thing is always to try it out first. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Good job, gentlemen. I'm sure, I'm sure they're stoked about those answers. All right, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I think with with the uh, with with the internet now with social media people just see it and they're like oh man i got to get it i got to get it i got to get it and, you know there's this new thing and it's and <laughs> the the times when we were like going to nam and stuff you know like the years that like every single Dude, year it's you. like what's yeah, <laughs> it's just gonna break uh, that up. <laughs> you know, like uh, sometimes we see some innovations that are like I don't know about this one, Matt. Do you know any innovations that uh, no. that made you go? 
the major questions some <laughs> that maybe question know, decisions oh, you know that people I, would be I, making i mean you know as long as the things are accessible <laughs> to players of all levels for the instruments that are you know for the buyers of the instruments <laughs> then i i think it's a great idea um yeah okay good <laughs> good good I'm, good like, good good <laughs> <laughs> I liked how you held your tongue. <laughs> you yeah, yeah, yeah. grabbed it and then you just held, nice. held it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like. Well, like for, uh, for skateboarding, Matt, have you ever seen like a pro using something and been like, I'm going to get that because that's like, I, that, that must be good, right? All the time. All the time. And, you know, <laughs> I'll say that maybe 10% of the time it, it does have that effect of like, oh, this is mm -hmm. actually game changing, you know, mm -hmm. or, or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. But it's only 10% of the time and the other 90% of the time I'm buying skateboard stuff that I really didn't need. And luckily skateboards are in fact cheaper than ukuleles. So, <laughs> you know, but, what's, uh, what's like an ukulele thing that like that you, you bought into or you got into that you're like, oh, you know, it's like this is maybe like I could have skipped this one. Uh, the Radius fretboard, honestly. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, on like the Mayamoe. I think they mm. back then they all did. It's back when Gordon and Char ran, mm -hmm. ran the company. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of times uh, for like instance, uh, pickups in ukuleles, yeah. you know, I used to think I just you have to have those. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the only reason I have pickups in my ukuleles is because I have to plug in to record certain things or be able to play mm -hmm. live for work. Yeah. If mm -hmm. I were buying a ukulele just for myself, I would not put anything extra in that body that I, I wouldn't need to. And, you know, people think, oh, I need a, an electric ukulele just in case and then they never mm -hmm. even plug it in or anything and now they got all this kind of extra stuff clunking up the the tone in there and so mm -hmm. and so if you have a pickup in your uke and now you're like oh should i rip out no just it's okay um <laughs> but you know it's sometimes the options you don't need and um you know in what i realized with skateboarding and with ukulele collecting or whatever else is they're two different hobbies there's the hobby of skateboarding or the hobby of playing ukulele and then there's the hobby of researching and buying skateboarding stuff or researching and buying ukulele stuff right and they are very different hobbies and you're allowed to have both there's no judgment yeah. for for mm -hmm. having both but just yeah. sometimes when you're googling you know what percentage of radius on the fretboard should i be looking for with my you know blah 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 scale and my action height and my nut width and it's like okay cool like <laughs> when was the last time you played it though <laughs> you know and uh and sometimes I have to ask myself that all the time with skateboarding and it's like, I'm just going to go push around the, the driveway real quick. You know? So um, there, there are certainly things that have made huge changes to playing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, something I always uh, like to reference is a, a quote from a football player uh, named Deion Sanders. And he'd say this quote of you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good. You play good, they pay good. Um, that part doesn't have anything to do with it. But you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good. I really like that with the ukulele. You know, if, if you're really excited about the instrument you're playing, like you have the youth yeah. that makes you happy, that, you know, you look down and it, you find enjoyment from looking mm -hmm. down, you're going to play mm -hmm. better too. So it's okay mm -hmm. to find that instrument that you love. For me, you know, with like this ukulele, the reason... I love this instrument so much is, well, it's got the fretboard inlay. This is for kind of all of you guys, right? It's what I use when teaching so that when I hold my fingers up like this, you know exactly where I'm at, right? Um, the uh, the decisions of like the finish being the silk finish, thank you, Aldrin, by the way, for getting them <laughs> to put it on all their ukes, is so that you don't see a lot of glare, right? You see, it doesn't, it doesn't reflect the light very much. Um, so the decisions of this ukulele were made mostly for teaching in mind. 
Except for this. This thing doesn't help my teaching at all. This big old fat headstock just, with these I, Gilbert tuners, right? Oh man. Oh, yeah. Right, so these are these are what Matt's on. Like, yeah. Oh, right. Nice. The, they're they're the Jake Aldrin tuners, right? That's what I always <laughs> call them, right? And this big fat slotted headstock. When I look down when I'm playing and I look at the ukulele here, you know, I kind of think work, not in a bad way. I love doing this, but when I look here. I'm a superstar. Like I'm, you know, Jake or I'm Aldrin playing fast, playing awesome and, you know, doing that stuff. And so with skateboarding, you know, once I mm. found that that setup that makes me feel like a skater that I really like or whatever else, I skate a little bit better, not necessarily because yeah. it's making me better, but because I feel good, because I think I look good, because that's, mm. you know, just how it yeah. kind of works. And so it's okay to, you know, find what you like and go for that and you know do that and sometimes it might be unnecessary does this slotted headstock make this ukulele sound better well some people will argue yes because of the slant and the tension i don't know i don't think it actually makes it sound better i think that's madness but i like it because it makes me feel cool so that's all i nice. need and yeah yeah find just, those things just get the cool Get the same skateboard and setup as Rodney Mullen, and you'll you'll skate just like Rodney Mullen will. Right? But the problem like, with that, um... Aldrin, is Rodney Mullen has small feet compared to me. I've got size thirteen <laughs> shoes. So when Rodney Mullen is skating his seven point seven five board, I, I, it's that's like me skating on a pen. It just doesn't. But yeah, it's exactly no, but exactly right. There, there are some scale up that, by the know, ratio. Exactly. Yeah, I guess so. And yeah, I've yeah, yeah. To, just I've tried. Use math. Like height to wheelbase ratio, foot width to width of board. <laughs> yeah, I've, I like I bought into that. some stuff Madness. that I'm kind of like oh, <laughs> that uh, that I'm not not necessarily like regretted and stuff, but I, I you know um, there's there's a couple that I can think of. One is you you mentioned pickups. That was that was one. I mean I I'm not anti pickup. I'm not one of those like oh, I wish I didn't put a pickup in here or I don't want to pick. I always want to. You know, I'm the opposite. I always want to plug in and, and play louder and stuff. But like the kinds of pickups and whatnot, like I've I've seen people. You know, I've uh, I used to play with a Fishman Natural One. You know, like um, Matrix Natural uh, Natural One, and and, uh, and then the Natural Two sounds you know sounds really great. And then um, when the um, when the Matrix Infinity came out, like that was like the newest Matrix, you know, from from Fishman that, uh, and they're still doing it like a decade or two later, and uh, and I'm like, okay, well that's got to be the better Fishman, you know, like that like um, Matrix Infinity, that's the one. Something got it, one. and it was just it the, just sounded quack. so yeah, it was really bad. I mean, like the natural one had a quack too, but it sounded really good, like natural, you know, but like that one, I'm not like bashing on anything but it just didn't sound as good as the natural one you know and then uh some people were talking about like the the um the 5-0 like the, uh, the lr bags 5-0 i was like okay cool and then you know like um uh pe people were like hyping it up i'm like oh, i'll put it in one of mine and then like i i did a performance with uh with, with Calais and chris salvador of all people you know these professionals and i just got it installed i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna break it in at this at this show and my you just, just did not sound that that great and i'm just like you know it might have been it might have been the configuration maybe in other ukuleles it might sound good and again like more recently like um a few friends of mine were saying dude fluorocarbon strings man these are you know this is this is it this is the tone you know and i'm like wow they play really well so like maybe i, sh I should use fluorocarbon strings and, and i'm like i'm tried it before i don't remember it being so being that great you know but i'm like maybe you know maybe i missed something so i put it on and you know and uh it's That's just for not you. for let's just say it's just what it wasn't for me so at this point you know and there's many others like 
um like expensive cables and uh you know and like and um pedals and, and all this stuff like di's and whatnot but at the end of the day it's like it really is your fingers that that make the sound of, of the ukulele you know so i i've bought into that and, and if, if it got it got expensive <laughs> Yeah, well, it's finding what works for you too, <laughs> yeah right? and you know sometimes mm. you you swear you can hear the difference in the cable then go yeah. to get the cable don't justify <laughs> like you're fine go for it yeah right and, and that's then... the thing like it did like i i like the cable but then like it didn't have to break so easily you know like for a 400 dollar <laughs> cable or whatever i just don't expect it to break that easy what what was that about uh... yeah yeah exactly you know <laughs> what i mean like you would think it's it like it still works yeah well you know <laughs> i got but, this at nam like literally 12 years ago so yeah so i i had that same cable i had the purple one you know i had like all these others and stuff and patch cables that were made by you know analysis plus and you know for just calling them out now i guess that's that's what we're doing <laughs> like uh, i didn't say I, anything <laughs> i was just like i love the tone i i liked it and i heard yeah. the difference and stuff but just build wise i i thought it could have been better for what they well, you know what they cost so there, there's all these things yeah um i want to go through one more question before i know we're nearing our the end of, the end of the show but uh Aaron, Kai, do you have one more question? Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I just wanted to touch on this one. Um, there was somebody in the forum, Tim, in the, in the UU forum. He was asking about, so, so a while ago we did a, Aldrin did a cover of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds with a full tutorial. So you can check that out on ukuleleunderground.com. But I guess, um, I, I guess what he was saying was that he, um, he doesn't necessarily sing all the time while he's playing. And there's one particular line in the song where there's a vocal run that happens and um, the chord is just a, basically just a B flat. So the, the line is uh, like cellophane flowers of yellow and green towering over your head. So cellophane is B flat, flowers of yellow is C. Uh, yellow and green towering is F and then it goes to over your head on the B flat but the head is like head it's like three notes and I guess mm. what he's hearing in in his head is that that part has like a rundown or of some sort that he's not getting from his his ukulele so how would you do that mm. it's sort of like sort of venturing into the territory of chord mm. melody but yeah, how yeah. Would so we got about... our. Yeah. If only there was a way that we could learn more about. <laughs> only if there's a, if there's a resident expert and that just made a series in chord melody. I wanted to get through this question so that we can kind of you know get get Matt into it and then we could you know we could go segue into his uh, into his series again. But I'll, I'll play the line real quick and then we'll kind of break it down. So it goes like this. Cellophane flowers. So that's the that's the part of the time. Hey, there's that. Oh. So it's like D C down to down to B flat. The chorus is B flat and to C. F and then resolve back to B flat. Okay. So um, if you're playing a chord melody of this, then you know go ahead and and, and play that. And how I would approach it. You know, play up um, because if, if the note is not here, the, the note that you're looking for, play an inversion above. Then maybe you'll find a chord because usually when you know when you're singing the um, 
the note that you're actually playing that's in the melody line or that you're singing shouldn't be too far off from like from the chord that's that that you're playing underneath it in this case uh if it's d c b flat like how we said earlier those are the notes find a a version of b flat that has the d that you're looking for because this b flat does have that d but you just don't hear it because it gets kind of overridden by the uh, by the f and the b flat yeah so so what you want is is this right here so figure out an inversion of that b flat chord with that note in it in this case here and then if you want to get that that c note and that b flat note in there then you know you go in a little bit deeper which would be like an add nine because you know like that c is the ninth note of uh, of, of that b flat chord so um it would be a b flat add nine up here with that that inversion where the um the f is the uh, the f is the bass note so it goes like this so you would get those uh, those notes. So you're playing this um, B flat at nine. So if you're playing it, it goes uh, and it's nice actually. It, it sounds really good because it 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 has this like ascending um, chords. So it goes bell flame flowers of yellow and green towering over your head. And you can just kind of like like flick that you know flick that C that that you now have with the B flat at nine. Then you'll get exactly what you're looking for. But let's consult our resident expert <laughs> of uh, of chord melodies, Matt Tatats. What what do you uh, what what do you suggest? Yeah, well, and so uh, one of the funny things is, you know, when asked this question, I immediately go look for sheet music, right? Because that that's what gives me the information that mm -hmm. I use to communicate to music. It's why arranging so cool. Everyone does it a little bit differently. Um, but by you know, looking at the music, it's funny because um, that line of that D down to the, the B flat, you know, we're playing it, we're kind of articulating that C note. Um, in the particular arrangement I'm looking at, it just goes from the D to the B flat. Not saying that's correct or that the other one's correct, but rather there's something you can derive from that. And that is that it's one word, head, and it's playing multiple notes, either this to this note or this to these two notes. Um, either way, the way that the voice is going to be singing that is using a musical technique that's called a slur. And a slur is just where you don't enunciate a note, essentially. And the ukulele actually is a pretty good instrument at playing musical slurs because we can use these things called slides to create that sort of sound. And the problem with doing a slide like this is it's a singular note. We're playing a full chord, right? So it's really difficult to try to put a slide in with the way that we're playing. So we could do things like pull-offs also. The problem with the pull-off is we don't play all of the notes in between like we did before. So we got to kind of think about what tools can we use. And so I think if I were looking at this, playing chord melody, I would absolutely go with what Aldrin said of that sort of campanella style. And what campanella means is to kind of play multiple notes to ring into each other. Playing the D note here, the C note here, and the B flat here gives you that nice kind of cascading effect. And and no voice can do that, not even Lennon, right? Because it's each note ringing into each other. If you wanted sort of another option though, another thing is I would think about trying to take that D note and moving it down to a B flat and seeing if you can incorporate this slide somehow. And the way to do that is to start building the chords in a way that the chords can kind of move. So this chord here, which is like a G chord moved up, it's a B flat, right? If I play this and then I try to jump to this chord, I'm not going to have a good time because this is this is a lot of movement. So I look, is there another way maybe that I can play these? Well, another way to play this would be like this with my index finger barred across the fifth fret on the C, E and A and that middle finger added on the sixth fret of the E string. 
The reason I'm thinking this way is because now when I go to my B flat, what I'm going to do is I'm going to slide this index finger down all the way to one and then add this middle finger here on two of the C. Now you might not normally play it like this. You might normally play it like this, right? But there's no actual difference between these two in terms of that bar being there other than facilitating now a slide from one to the other. And if you're playing it as more of an, uh, an accompaniment to what you're singing, you can kind of play head and then slide down to that and then strum that chord. And so if you're going through it, that kind of gives you this, you know, playing through the, to create that different type of sound that creates that same illustration of the movement, right? So there's a lot of different ways. That's the cleanest, sort of easiest way to articulate the melody. That's kind of a different way to get that same musical slur effect. And it's just knowing that, hey, my melody's right here and moving down here. You could even try to do something, if you're really a masochist, of trying to stretch that pinky out to five and then kind of move down. But that's a tough stretch, so that's a, that's a tough sell. And it's just finding all of these different options that really allows you to find that arrangement. And that's what's cool is, you know, there's two different ways right there. There's many more depending on different keys you play in or whatever else. And it's just about finding what kind of works for you for the sound you're looking for. Yeah, G minor seven, man. Yeah, B flat six. Yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah, to get yeah. to get that. So there's there's many ways, like like I said, and you know, and you can learn more at. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> yeah, at the, at the chord melody course we just uh, released, how to unlock ukulele chord melody, and uh, it really this is the exact type of stuff that we work on with it is talking about melody and harmony and how they can be, you know, combined to create these really rich arrangements. Um, it was funny because. Um, you know, we're talking about Lucy and the Sky and Diamonds. I've never played, I know the song, but I've never played it before. And I've got a piece of music up on my screen right now. And, you know, I've just was sitting there kind of going. Uh, F augmented, that's kind of spicy. Uh, something like that, right? Yeah. I'm flubbing through it because I've never actually played that before we just started looking wow. at it. But I'm using mm -hmm. that concept that we're talking about. I'm looking mm -hmm. at the melody notes. I see the C sharp going down B and A. I see the chords mm -hmm. A to A slash G to F sharp minor seven. And I'm doing the same process we learn in that course. It's exactly the same stuff. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I've done, I was just looking earlier today, I've done over 70 song tutorials on my YouTube channel. Um, and then I've done other tutorials for some other websites and stuff. And so I'm well over a hundred of these arrangements that I've taught now um, that are online and stuff, which makes me a little bit uncomfortable when I actually put that together because how many of them do I know how to play right now, Aldrin? Uh, uh, I don't know you any don't of the songs we play, like, guys. No. It's okay. Heck no. Heck no, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> like people I don't come to our shows. One of them. There's not one <laughs> to play for memory right now. I don't yeah, people come to our shows. They're like, "Can you play this?" I'm like, "I don't know." It's like, no, "What are you talking about?" That. I watch you play that all the time. Like, you know, yeah. like play "Sweet Home Alabama." Me and the family watch it at home. You say that's you. You know, like I'm like, I yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, you get experience with working with this, and you get better with it. Yeah. And the arrangements I did, you know, years ago, 
are much worse than the arrangements I do now, just because <laughs> there are more tools in the belt that you acquire yeah. through time, and yeah. the best time to start doing it is now. So, yeah, so well, where where can they find this this awesome series that you just on did? the Ukulele Underground Marketplace exclusively? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so yeah, yeah. it's uh, I think if you go to the main page and type in Marketplace, yeah. it'll uh, yeah. it'll pop Shop, right up. Shop, and, right. See, I don't even know where it is, Aldrin. <laughs> it's uh, uh it, it's it's below. There's there should be a link below in the description mm -hmm. if you guys are watching this as a replay or if you're you know it, it should be it should be there. But also, where can they find you if if, if you're like I've taught seventy songs? Where can they find these seventy songs? <laughs> you know. Well, my my YouTube channel. If you just type in you know YouTube.com/slash Matt Matt Dahlberg, uh, should pop up. Matt Ukulele should pop up as we discussed. The Jumping Flea should pop up. Uh, but uh, my YouTube channel, I've got tutorials I post. I have a Patreon page that I run in conjunction with that. And every month we do a tutorial based on suggestions and votes of the patrons. So like last month, we did a lesson on five variations to my favorite chord progression, where we basically took, you know, uh, Aldrin's favorite chord progression of uh, body surfing in A minor this time, Aldrin. But uh, we, we talk about, you know, how I love this type of chord progression. We talk about adding different chords to it you know making it a little spicier adding different rhythms adding some picking and some chord melody to just kind of mess around and talk about you know how you can apply those types of things to your favorite chord progressions and how to make chords feel less stale and so that's just like last month, the month before was a tune. And you know, this month, I'm not sure what's going to win yet. So I think the front runner is uh, how to find the right rhythms for songs, um, which would be a fun one, but lots of different song tutorials and concept lessons and all that sort of stuff is all on my YouTube and uh, shared with the Patreon page. Good stuff. Good stuff. So thank you very, very, very much, Matt Dahlberg, our very awesome guest for the day. Uh, anything else you want to share with the Ukulele on the ground audience before we go? Uh, just thank you so much. It's, I mean, so I'm I'm one of you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I I I got this hat when you know, I don't think they make this hat anymore. I, I I love Ukulele Underground because it is really what allowed me to find uh, an outlet for this passion of the ukulele, just like it does for you. And you know, the only difference between me and anybody watching this is. When I was doing all this, I was in college and had no responsibilities to the world and could just sit and play ukulele for seven hours a day. Like that's that that's all there was to it. And so, um, you know, thank you for watching this and uh, know that, you know, you're not alone on this journey. There's lots of us that are just mm -hmm. here to love the ukulele and just keep playing and find what you enjoy most and pursue that. Don't worry about what other people think. Yeah, d d ditto. That's no. Uh, thank you very much for the words of encouragement, Matt. You're you're amazing. Hope everybody goes and uh, and checks out the the series that he did for Ukulele on the Ground. Shop.ukuleleontheground.com. Also, Matt's you know uh, Matt's Patreon and uh, Patreon. And Matt, MattUkulele.com uh, is my website. Yeah. There it is. There yeah. it is. There it is. Probably YouTube should actually channel, say the actual website. Instagram, name. all that good stuff. <laughs> Follow him, stalk him because he's he's awesome. All right. Uh, Kahai, any uh, any last minute business we need to tend to before we go? Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to point out too, if you get Matt's course right now, you'll get access oh to the concert and then also the uh, Matt is doing a Zoom class. Uh, is it next week, Matt? 
Yeah, it's next week at this time, I think, this exact time, mm -hmm. uh, 4 o'clock p.m. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, next so next week I'm doing a Zoom holiday special workshop. And what I'm going to be doing is um, basically we're going to start. It's going to be super relaxed and chill. Eggnog is recommended, not required. And uh, I'm just going to bring up Christmas melodies um, on my screen, bring up my tab program, and I'm going to talk you guys through the process of how I would go about arranging them. And mm -hmm. so I'm going to hopefully get through a few pieces of different tunes. And at the end of it, we'll have this tab that you'll see that, you know, you saw how it was created. Your questions are answered as we go through. And uh, you'll be able to play some Christmas music with loved ones after uh, working it through and it all ties back to the course It's very similar with that. It's available to everyone who's bought the course and to my patrons And I'm super excited about it because it's it's just gonna be a really fun chill chord melody, you know, yuletide time so <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. All right, Kai, anything else? They also uh, they also get a, the concert I think, right? Mm-hmm you can yep. watch Aldrin absolutely light me on fire. Well. No, no. I, I, I think everyone should watch that concert for like the beautiful pieces that you played. And I mean, seriously, like Matt's got the touch. He's got the power. All right. And he, he knows how to make that ukulele transform. <laughs> well, I learned from <laughs> All right. So everyone, check that out. Check out shop.ukuleleontheground.com. Mahalo gozaimasu, Mr. Matt Dahlberg. Thank, Thank you very you so much. much for having me on. It's been a ha super fun time. Have a good weekend, everyone. Aloha. And for those of you UU Plus subscribers, stick around. We're doing the uh, UU Plus uh, live coaching right after this at 2.20. See you then. Aloha, everyone. Bye.